plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, today will be a party because we're going to have a makeover party coming up in segment two when we have guest Kim Seltzer, who does the uh, Seltzer style, will be joining us. And she does everything on elite image makeovers from... Um, from doing boot camps and image consulting and dating coaching and helping you get social confidence. So that's going to be fun. So make sure that you stay tuned. We'll also be talking about the life of ladybugs. I had a really interesting experience with ladybugs recently, so I thought I would share it with you. And then coming up in segment uh, segment one, we're going to refocus ourselves and unplug so that we can be less anxious. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Norman Vincent Peale. Get interested in something, absolutely enthralled in something, and the more you lose yourself in something bigger than yourself, the more energy you will have and how true that is. I just want to remind everyone that this is the final week to buy your discounted tickets for the Oakland A's versus the Los Angeles Angels baseball game that will be happening on June 15th. The deadline to buy tickets is actually May 31st. So please go to be the star you are.org uh, forward slash events and you will see a link to take you directly to the A's website where you can buy your discounted tickets. We're also selling raffle tickets, which is kind of cool. They're only $5, and that's money that uh, the Be The Star You Are actually gets to keep, um, these, this $5 for every ticket, so it's a total donation. And that's for the opportunity for two people to go to batting practice, meet the players, and get a free ticket to a game that they will figure out where it's going to be uh, with the A's. So that's kind of a pretty good deal. So again, be the star you are.org. Well, how do you keep your focus? You know, you if you are thinking that um, that uh, there's a growing fixation on video screens, large and small, and that the constantly changing images and messages these screens provide are altering how our brains work, you are absolutely right, and it is being confirmed by science. So there's some new research that shows that younger brains can process information faster than previous generations, so they can transition from task to task and task more easily. And then people who grew up in this modern tech era may be even better conditioned for that constant switching. But this research also is revealing a very important counter theme. People who didn't grow up in technology, so uh, millennials are grew up in technologies, boomers really didn't. They may be mentally superior in their ability to focus and to learn due to a more resilient and long-lasting attention span. 
So there's just so much stimuli. Is what we're what's happening is we're entering an era where different people of different ages are going to have very different brains. A professor at Columbia Law School and the author of The Attention Merchants, his name is Tim Wu. He talks about the industry of capturing and selling human attention. It's a that's what they're calling the new generation gap. And some of the advantage will go to older people here because the prime culprit in hijacking attention spans is, guess what, our smartphones. Americans, on average, touch their phones an astonishing 2,617 times a day. And that's according to to market researcher um, called Discount. Now, checking phones has become so prevalent that more than 40% of consumers said that they look at their devices within five minutes of waking up. That's crazy. 50% said they check them in the middle of the night. Now, I'm not one of those people. I actually um, lock my phone in my office and lock my office door so that I am not tempted to go and check my phone, so that I do not want to be contacted. Once I uh, leave the office, that's it. That's my uh, my phone is my work, and that's the time I, I leave it at work. Now, beyond phones, video screens seem to be really inescapable because they're in our living rooms. We have our televisions, right? They're on our desktops. We have our computers. They're in taxi cabs. They're in elevators. They're in restaurants. They're in waiting rooms. They're in stores. They're at gas station pumps. And, of course, they are in our hands constantly. So what happens is our brain starts learning how to switch rapidly from one task to another to another. And then this habit conflicts with focused attentiveness. In a study at Boston College, people in a room with a TV and a computer switched their eyes back and forth every 14 seconds, which meant they did it 120 times in 27.5 minutes. Now, that definitely seems distracting. So what's happening with our inability to unplug? So as distraction becomes the norm, we start to crave it when it doesn't exist, which is why so many people check their phone screens even as they walk down the street. And that has become really dangerous now. There are more accidents happening because people are not paying attention where they're going. They're looking at their phones. There was an experiment of uh, Chicago pedestrians. 94% of Chicago pedestrians using cell phones didn't see cash hanging from a tree. <laughs> now, that's uh, when people aren't seeing money, there's something wrong, right? <laughs> Just the presence of smartphones, even when they aren't actively being used, can affect our cognitive performance. When participants in a study at uh, a university in Japan performed a task on a computer, those with a phone nearby performed more slowly than those who had a memo pad. And similarly, a single notification on your phone weakens your ability to focus on a task. So researchers at Florida State University were doing some experiments, and they said that the notifications, even though they may be short, but what they do is they prompt task-irrelevant thoughts. And then our minds wander, and then, of course, it takes us longer to get back on track. The inability to unplug also creates anxiety. Now, we talked about anxiety on our show last week. And people who continually are checking their phones are reporting higher stress levels than those who do it less frequently. 
And uh, let's see, stress. Oh, yes. What happens with stress, and we know about stress already, is it hurts our ability to concentrate. And then when we are not concentrating, that's when we get into more trouble. Now, are older brains better brains? Now, uh, we're not saying that exactly, but because they didn't grow up with smartphones, older Americans may be better equipped for serious thinking. And this is by um, Tim Wu that I was talking about earlier, the professor at Columbia Law School and the author of The Attention Merchants. What he says is that older people are often better trained to be patient with complex tasks. They can stand being bored because, you know, they've had to be bored (laughs) for more than a second. And the generation that is most at risk is the millennials because they have zero tolerance for boredom. They have to be doing something all the time, whether it's texting or what else. I saw a great picture. It was very interesting that was taken in Holland at the, um, the Rembrandt Museum. And I've been there many, many times. And there was a picture of a class of kids that were sitting down in front of the Nachtwatch, which is the Night Watchman, Rembrandt's very, very famous picture on two different benches. And without exception, every single one of those kids was not, they were not looking at the painting. They were on their phones. And they, uh, some were texting, some were, um, were talking. It was really a very interesting thing. Now, the potential advantage in focus can help not only with accomplishing a task, but also in learning new things. So there is a certain amount of boredom that comes with learning, and younger workers may have greater difficulty devoting their energies to tedious tasks. So how do we find focus? Uh, Individuals in their 50s are quite adept at motivating themselves to stay focused. And this motivated attention can result in less mind-wandering as compared to younger people. So, uh, you know, I think what we're trying to say here is that it's okay to be bored once in a while. Now, uh, Bob McCann sees this as a dynamic play out in his job restoring furniture. He's in Bluemont, Virginia. Sometimes he'll work for five hours nonstop, and he attributes his ability to concentrate in part to 26 years in the Marines. And one of the first things they teach you is attention to detail. So when he gets a lot of emails, he'll take a break, he'll check on it, rather than have it keep beeping and chirping every 10 or 15 minutes. Those distractions, he found, affect younger workers much more than the older workers. The young kids that work with him have got an attention span of an ant, he says. They can't focus because they're jumping between things. So you can't be successful if your nose is stuck in the phone all day long. So here are six ways to gain your focus. Number one, grab a good novel. In a study at Emory University in Atlanta, subjects read at night and underwent MRI scans of their brain in the morning. And the scan showed increased connectivity to the part of the brain associated with language. So it's really important to finish your day with reading, play an instrument, or meditate, or write without interruption for 30 minutes. In other words, focus on a single complex task. It's going to improve your ability to focus on other tasks. So make a habit of doing these activities, and it's going to result in attention state training where you're going to be able to be in a relaxed, focused state for their activities. 
Third thing is to work in the morning. In a study by Rotman Research Institute, participants performed better on cognitive tasks in the morning and were more focused. Learn a language. Research at the University of Birmingham in England found that bilingual speakers were better at maintaining focus and attention than monolinguals. So chew gum. This one kind of surprised me. In a test involving the recall of random numbers, those who were chewing gum responded more quickly and accurately than those who were not. I, you know, unfortunately, when I was reading this, it didn't tell me why, but I thought chewing gum was kind of interesting. And finally, this is my favorite because of Be The Star You Are, we're all about volunteering, is the more that you volunteer someplace it, and you help other people, it uh, stops any age-related shrinking of the brain. And some brains grew slightly in size because they were helping with uh, other people. So uh, hopefully you'll keep your focus. You want to uh, stop uh, jumping around from smartphone to smartphone and just learn to win the battle for attention. When we return from break, we will have Kim Seltzer with us, and we'll be learning about Seltzer style. So stay with me. This is Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live. It's the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel, and back in a bit. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, I told you we were going to have a party today because Kimberly Seltzer is with me. She's America's number one dating makeover and confidence expert. And uh, she is joining me live here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And as you know, I'm Cynthia Bryan. Welcome, Kimberly, to Star Style. Thank you. 
I, we were just talking off the air for just a second saying how wonderful radio is because we don't really have to get dressed up for anything. And you do a lot of television. I do a lot of television. And, you know, that prep time really does. I know, right? <laughs> <your> day, right? <laughs> and here we are talking about image. I guess I that's know, kind of... I know. <laughs> of course, but that's what I love about radio is we can still talk about image. And yeah. of course, people can go and look at your site and they can see how you do the makeovers. Well, let me just give our guests a little bit of background about you. And then we're going to jump into um, how you got to where you are. But but Kim has helped hundreds of people not only find lasting love as a dating coach and a matchmaker, but her real expertise is being a confidence, uh, confidence makeover person where she believes in going from the outside in, the inside out, and changing people's lives, both emotional, social, and everything about them. So, but Kimberly, you weren't always doing this. Uh, tell us about your background because it really didn't start till you moved to California and had to go through a divorce. No, I wasn't always the girl skipping around in a dress all the time. <laughs> that is for sure. Right, right. Right. Well, you know, I always say we are our own best teachers, right? Like, and sometimes adversity are gifts in disguise, yet we don't see it at the time. And it's not until we look back and we've been through it and we're like, oh, there's the gift. And certainly that was the case with me. I mean, gosh, if you knew me, I'd say about uh, 16, 17 years ago, you would probably have not recognized me. In fact, I don't think I would recognize me, to be honest. I was living such a different life, living in Chicago, um, practicing as a traditional therapist and had, you know, the dog, the kids, the picket fence, even the husband at the time. Right. I, seriously, I mean, I thought that was my life, you know, it was and my trajectory. you were trajectory. probably happy. You were probably uh, happy at the time. Well, you know, it's funny. Happiness is funny. Um, I, you know, when you're in something, sometimes um, being complacent can be mixed up with happiness, right? Well, you were comfortable, let's put it that way. And comfortable can be complacency, right? Exactly, exactly. And and there was nothing wrong with it. Um, but, you know, looking back, there there was something wrong. But I didn't see it at the time. And it wasn't until we all picked up and we moved here to La La Land and we landed here in L.A. And... I, I always joke, we did what all the other people here did. We get a divorce, and I'm joking. Obviously, there were issues, right, that got highlighted when we landed here. And yeah, but L.A. really highlights them. <laughs> it really highlights it. And it was, you know, it was just, gosh, the record just stopped, right? Like, I, the life that I knew completely stopped before my eye. And, and not too much, like, longer after I landed here. So... I um, really, gosh, that was a dark moment in my life, and I really had to figure out what I was going to do with my new life, and to be honest, at that point in time, I couldn't get out of bed. I, I didn't, I was so depressed, I was so sad, I, there was no way I could be a therapist in that moment, because I always joke, like, if somebody had come to me in that moment and asked me, some pro- them. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, let me go on the couch for a second, right, you think exactly. you have problems, right? But, you know, on the flip side of that, you you went through a very dark time. So it really helps you understand the process and what people do go through. 
Oh my gosh. In a real way. So now that you're out of it and when you changed your life around, you really could help. So once you did get out of bed, go ahead. Yes, and that was the kind of the my defining moment right there. Well, you know, I looked ahead of me and I saw a fork in the road, and the 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 road I was going down was not a very uh, good one, I will say. But then one day I woke up, and I don't know what possessed me to just. I, I looked in the mirror and I looked in my closet. And I was horrified. <laughs> I mean, there before me was this just sad girl with dark, dismal clothes that were all three sizes too big. And I still had the nursing bras on. Mind you, I was not pregnant any longer. But that, I, you know what? I was stuck. I was stuck metaphorically, physically, and mentally. And I could not get out of my own way. So what does a girl do when nothing fits? She goes shopping. So Shopping. Right, shopping. shopping therapy. And so, and gosh, I hadn't been shopping for so long. I go to the department store and I pull all the same things that I always pull, black and probably three sizes too big. And there was this personal shopper and she was watching me and I go into the dressing room and she knocks on the door and she's like, ma'am, excuse me, I was wondering if you wanted to try on this. And she holds up this red dress that was I thought three sizes too small and I crinkled my nose and I said, you know what? That is so sweet of you, but um, that is just not my size. And that is certainly not my color. She said, honey, that is your size. That is your color. Try it on. And I just kind of stared at her. I'm like, okay. And so I, you know, begrudgingly put it on and I twirled around like Cinderella and I look in the mirror and oh my God, I, I could not believe what I saw in front of me. She was right. I was that girl. That was my dress. That was my color. But you know what? I hadn't seen her in so long. I just, I didn't recognize her. And, and red. I, and to have a red. I mean, because that's red. like such an attention getter. Yeah. And that's exactly what you needed. It was what I needed. I, but I have to tell you, I was scared. But I bought that costume that day. And I call it a costume because I didn't believe it was me yet. And I had to marinate in it. But when I walked out into the world, a funny thing started happening. People did start noticing me. And my confidence started soaring from just that validation and feeling good both inside and out. And it was then I realized the symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner, which is what I teach today. Look, I... At that point, I had done all the talking. I had a great support system. I overanalyzed to death, but I still couldn't get out of my way until I saw myself and felt different. And this is really where my business was born. And plus, I was obsessed with that show, What Not to Wear. And I'm like, oh my God, those makeovers, like people look happy. And I saw my own transformation. And and this is what I do today and helping people put themselves in And not just new clothes, but new attitude and action so that they feel different and they can make changes in their life. You know, it's so interesting because we've so often said that the clothes make the person. And, you know, and everybody wants to poo-poo that. But I tell you, when people go to your website and they see the changes that you've made for your clients, I think they'll be complete believers. I want to just give one of those websites out. You have a lot of different ones. But EliteImageMakeovers.com. Elite imagemakeovers.com. It is so fun. But to see these people and the testimonials be, and you know, they're before and after shots. That was brilliant. Mm. 
what a difference. And there were a couple people on there uh, that are on there that I almost didn't recognize them in, in their <laughs> aftershot. I know that, that and people think I like they're like different people sometimes. But you know what's so fascinating about those pictures when you look at them? It's not just the clothes that's different, but you notice the attitude. That's you notice the saying, body language. All of a sudden, they're smiling, and it seems yeah. like it seems like you found their personality. That's what you're going for. It's like they had something that was really um, you. You dug deep. You know, I always say yeah. to people. When I coach people, I always, that's why we're called Be the Star You Are, is that everybody's a star, but maybe I just have to find that star inside and polish it up a little bit, you know, Mm. because maybe it's gotten dusty and dim and all of that. And basically, this is what I see with what you've done, is you have found that shining star, that really, that essence that makes people feel bright and light and happy and who they are. So tell us um, how this goes into the dating, because you're now Mm -hmm. uh, doing a lot of dating coaching as Mm -hmm. well, and you Mm -hmm. work with people via phone, Skype, in person, however they want to work, right? And you can do it anywhere in the world. So what's the process and, and what is it that you can bring to the table? And how did you get there? Because you had gone through that sad, dark time. Right, right. Well, you know, after realizing my own transformation and and kind of collecting tools in my toolbox, if you will, I I did start doing, you know, just makeovers on friends and family and that branched out into other people and and business. And what was so fascinating to me, and this kind of bleeds into the process that I do with people, is that I could reach people in such a like faster way than I did when I was doing traditional talking therapy that like in one shopping spree, one weekend intensive, I saw people change that would take me like sessions upon sessions, sometimes years in therapy. And I was just fascinated how when you were in the real world, and and this is where I love to work. People ask me, well, where's your office? I'm like, my office is the world, you know, like I'll take people to the farmer's market or, you know, happy hour. And, and, and we go to it because I am all about, don't tell me, show me, because I knew that that's what worked for me. And so, you know, you're right. I think showing somebody the road is so much easier because you actually get to see it. You know, when you tell somebody, it just sounds like you're, you know, you're preaching. You're kind of preaching. But when you show them, you they can see it right away that it can work. Yeah, and not just that. They can feel it, you know. It's uh, like, feel it. Good point. You know, as a therapist, and, and this is something that happens to everybody. There's something called um, like a screen memory. And we all kind of screen our memories and how we remember things go down. So when people are self-reporting and what they think is the problem or what's going out there on the real world isn't necessarily the truth, you know, or there's a different perspective from somebody else. So what I love about doing things in the real world or even when I'm doing phone or Skype coaching and I'm having people do practical, you know, hands-on homework assignments that they can see the action, I can actually see what's happening so that I can tweak things, shift them, and putting them into change. And the formula that I've developed over time, it's the name of my podcast, actually, called the Charisma Quotient, is my process. And so what I 
determined is that there's really three areas that I like to work in with people that really shifts them, no matter how I work with them. The first being what I call style intelligence, which is kind of what we're talking about, right? It's your wardrobe, it's your presentation, it's your first impression, your body language, how you present to the world. The second ingredient is emotional intelligence. And I'm sure you know what that is. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about it, but it's how we manage our feelings, how we express them, how we like convey our feelings to other people so that we can connect in a deeper level. And then the third is social intelligence. It's kind of taking it to the streets and how do we interact with the world? And that also is kind of a big word that there's a lot of little things that I teach. And all of those ingredients are really what I call charisma. You know, charisma is so fascinating to me because it's something that's learned. Nobody is born with charisma, which excites me because these that means things that can everybody be taught. can have it if they have the tools yes. that you can give them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's really fun to see. And, you know, you asked about how this relates to dating. Well, gosh, I mean, I guess the, can I tell a story around that? We love stories. I, I think stories <laughs> are the best way to learn. So definitely. Me too. I'm stories. such a storyteller. In fact, that's something that I teach, right? Because I feel like you and I just doing like, you know, these kind of factual things back and forth. It's, it's knowledge. It's interesting, but there's nothing like a story. And by the way, if you're listening and you want to know a little trick on how to really engage on a date or in a networking situation, tell a story because it's so much more interesting. Right. So there was this, and people retain that, was- that. People retain stories better than tips. Yes. I think that's, you know, that's why stories have lasted the test of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's more fun. So the story that comes to my mind, just to exemplify, like, you know, kind of what I do with people and how it shifted this particular woman into a totally different kind of dating life. This woman called me up and she hadn't been dating for 25 years. In fact, maybe she had been on one date, uh, you know, the whole time after her divorce. And she just dug into work and raising her kids. And then she got to that point where the loneliness has set in and she's like, I got to do something, but she didn't know how. So she called me up and she threw down her credit card. She's like, you know what? I just need to do something because obviously what I'm doing isn't working. So she comes for a makeover intensive with me and it was everything. You know, we did coaching, shopping, flirting, therapy, photography, hair, makeup, you name it. And it really was an outside in kind of confidence makeover. But what was so interesting is when she first came, I realized how much she was giving her power away. And it was the way she was talking, the way she was apologizing. Um, You know, I could just see it in her body language. And then when we were ready to go shopping, she says to me, Kim, I, I didn't tell you this, but I can't look in the mirror. In fact, at home, I cover all my mirrors. I said, oh, how sad really? that is. No, it was really sad. And I and I, well, I didn't know how low body confidence she had on top of just her other self-esteem issues. And so I said, oh, I said, well, thank you for telling me that, that but we're going to fix that today. And so we went into the department store and I see the anxiety growing in her and the tears are starting to run down her eyes as she's looking at the mannequins and I'm holding her hand. And now if I was a traditional therapist sitting in an office, I might like sit down and process with her what is hard about shopping and going through all that stuff. 
Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was so much more powerful being in that store with her. And I said to her, I just want you to do me a favor. I want you to put this jacket on and I want you to put these boots on and twirl around and look in that mirror for five seconds. That's all. It's all. Can you give me five seconds? She's like, okay. So she does it. And she, she looks in the mirror and Okay, so now it was more than five seconds, let me tell you. And the tears are going down her cheeks, but this time it was out of happiness. And she says to me, Kim, I have never seen myself so beautiful. And like, it was amazing. That just has to melt your heart because you hear that often. I do. I do. And this is really, it's so magical seeing people transform like that. And let me tell you, I created a monster after that, because after that, we're skipping through the store. She's grabbing clothes. She was changing with the door open. I mean, this is a woman who had so much. Who had her mirrors covered. (laughs) Yeah. And so then we went to the photo shoot and she saw herself just looking so beautiful in the pictures. She went back home and she started dating up a storm after she put her profile pictures up there. And do you know that after several dating situations and feeling confident, she landed herself a boyfriend. So this is the kind of thing, you know, when people get out of their own way and they work on all these kind of ingredients that I talk about. It's it's amazing. Now, Kimberly, how do you decide what clothes are going to be the right formula for the different personalities? You do an assessment ahead of time. Do you, uh, mm-hmm. or you know, or is it just sort of a gut instinct? And for those of you who are just joining us right now, we are speaking with Kimberly Seltzer, her company, Seltzer Style. She's America's number one dating makeover confidence expert and her website is either seltzerstyle.com or eliteimagemakeovers.com because she really wants you to be your best self. So uh, back to the question, how do you decide what are going to be the right clothes for the people? Especially, you know, you have somebody that's just had everything dark and dreary and baggy or, you know, or just looks old and from another generation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great question. I'm actually very scientific in the way I approach things. You know, I'm not this like, you know, cookie cutter LA stylist that said, oh, you must wear this. This is fabulous. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that at all. So well, you there are a science background actually being a therapist too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, you know, obviously there's a psychological component, but really when it comes to the clothes itself, I'm very scientific. And the first thing that I tell people is, I teach them about their body type, okay? And I use the three C rule. And what I mean by that is the first C is figure out what cuts work for your body. If you know your body type, and I have this free download on my website, and I encourage all of you, and I can send you a link, Cynthia, too, if people are interested. And you can determine what your body type is so you know what cuts flatter your figure and what clothes to stay away from. The second C is the color. Everybody has different colors that look good on them. And yeah, if you're in a black period like I was, I'm definitely going to put you into red, especially if you're single, because actually there's scientific proof that men love red. And that's a whole other conversation. Um, And then the third C is getting 
an outfit that makes you feel really confident. Everybody has an outfit in their closet that makes them feel confident. Look at that outfit, determine what it is about that outfit and get more of it because you are going to go in a date, a networking event or whatever it is feeling great. You know, um, I know people that when they find an outfit that they love, they'll Mm -hmm. buy it in five colors. Yeah. Good idea? Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, men are more notorious for doing that than women. (laughs) But, you know, if it makes you feel great and the cut and the color really works for you, why not? As long as you're not doing it over and over and over again for the same person or same occasion. (laughs) Well, and one thing that I like, Kim, is what you're saying is you're talking about style as opposed to trends. Because, you know, I think that's huge is fashion goes in and out. And what's fashionable today may not be the right cut color to help you be confident. It may not equal those three C's, right? So I love that you said that. Yeah. So we, we can still be fashionable, but we don't have to be trendy. Could you maybe go in that direction, talk about that just a bit, because I know so many people, they're constantly redoing their closets. You know, they're constantly Mm. throwing out something and then they're putting on just horrid clothes that do nothing for them, but they're trendy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And it's sad because people will look in the mannequins or look in the magazines like, why can't I wear that? Or they'll they'll try to wear it and it looks awful. Because just because something's trending doesn't mean it looks good on you or anybody for that matter. So I love that you knew the distinction between fashion and style. And you're right. I always look at people's lifestyle, their body type, where they live, what they do for a living, if they're single, if they're not, and get clothes that match that. That's, I think it's, it's really, it is really, really critical. And did you, do you feel that kind of in a soul level or a heart level that people really do know what colors will look good on them? I mean, are we attracted to certain colors or, or shapes in general? I mean, how do we, how do we actually figure that out? I know like for me, I am, I, red is one of my signature colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm crazy about purple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know there's that poem that when I get old, I'm going to wear purple. Well, I'm wearing purple forever. So <laughs> <laughs> it just, it makes me, it makes me happy. But there are days that, you know, black feels right. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I may jazz it up with something. So what is it? How can we as individuals start to discover what our personal style is? Yeah, well, when it comes to colors, there actually there's kind of different things that go on. You know, you ask, do people know their colors? Well, I think most people have an assemblance of what they know looks good on them. However, sometimes there's shade of colors that do not. And I am not a true colorist. I go by tonality, actually, because I feel like there's, you know, there's fabrics that dye differently. Our skin tones change. And so there could be like one blue that looks fabulous and then other blue looks awful. So you really do have to know what colors flatter your skin tone and and what what colors to stay away from because some colors can actually make you look green or yellow, believe it or not, and right. not very no, no, healthy, no. right? Actually, yellow, for me, I'm not, I can't, I, I think yellow can look good on some people, but it doesn't look good on me ever. 
Yeah, no, it's 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 a tough color for wee blondes and and yes. light haired people. And so you mentioned red. Red's interesting too because there's blue reds, there's orange reds. Like I know orange red does not look good on me, but blue reds do. So you do have to kind of know that. The other thing is what you kind of alluded to, and that are moods. You know, color do speak to our moods. It also speaks to our brand. So if we're wearing a certain color for business or if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking at colors for your website and how you present, it actually can dictate subliminal messages which is really interesting. There's studies on this. So like red definitely demands power. And if you're trying to sell something, you definitely want to wear red. You know, blue's authority. Like there's different things that mean different things to different people. So um, that's the other thing. And and then I, the final thing I will say about color is definitely color can work for or against you according to your body type. So you mentioned black. Black is very slimming. And so like if you're wanting to you know, slim out different areas. Let's say you have bigger hips. Wearing black on the bottom is a really a great idea. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the rules of thumb, I would say, overall about color. Although this that could be also a whole other show. <laughs> well, there's a tons. I mean, there's so much that you do. It could go on. We're talking to Kim Seltzer. Her company is Seltzer Style. Her website, SeltzerStyle.com or EliteImageMakeovers.com. She is a makeover coach, a confidence coach, a dating coach, basically a lifestyle coach that could really help you in all all matters of uh, giving you confidence and teaching you charisma. Now, I know that you studied improv at Second City. Oh, you saw that. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And what I love about it, because I come from an entertainment acting background as well, Uh is that so much of what you're doing is exactly the kinds of things that you ha- we have to learn as actors for on-camera appearances, etc. Yes. So how, how much do you feel that so much that you learned, you know, in your days, because you're still, you're in the entertainment industry now and you're, mm-hmm. and you're helping people, so you're doing both. Do you feel that that experience has, has helped you to reach other people and to teach them what works for them? Oh, this is so juicy. I love that you asked that because you know what's funny, Cynthia, is that I, it's actually a prescription for all my clients. I make all my clients take an improv class. I'm with you. I I do. And you know why, right? I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, and life is about improv. Life is all improv. (laughs) It is improv. And, you know, so many of the the presenting problems that people come to me for, improv can really help them with. So, you know, a lot of times, like, people will be introverts or they'll be shy or they have a hard time expressing their emotions. They'll be having a hard time with perfectionism or getting in their head too much. And think about improv really helps with all of those things. You know, it's getting out of your own way. It's being silly. It's expressing yourself. It's learning to laugh at yourself. In fact, when you fail, fail hard because that when you That's fail, it's, it's the scene is even better, right? Exactly. So, yeah. You, you have to, to smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy. You have yeah. to be willing to go out on that limb and take a risk because otherwise you gain nothing. 
Absolutely. And if you're single, this is one of the the biggest skills that I I teach and tell people about is really, you know, I'll ask somebody, when's the last time you had fun? When's the last time you smiled and just laughed? And, and, and so many people, I think we're just getting so serious. You know, everyone's working really hard and, and everyone's in their head and in the computers and all of that. We're forgetting how to play and just being like a kid again almost. Right. And that is such a characteristic that's attractive to both sexes. Right. And so, yeah, you better believe I use improv all the time, not just prescribing it to my clients, but also I incorporate it in my teaching. So I do a lot of storytelling exercises and role-playing so that people really get some of these skills. Well, what you're doing is magnificent. I love it. I know that you've got a lot of television things, uh, podcasts. uh, There's all different ways that people can reach you. You can find her on Twitter at Seltzer Kimberly. She's on Google+, Instagram, Kimmy Seltzer, Pinterest. You can check her out there, uh, Pinterest, Kimberly Seltzer. And I want to spell her name, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y. S as in Sam, E-L-T as in Tom, Z-E-R. And then, of course, you can go to her YouTube channel, and uh, that uh, is Elite Image Makeovers. That's a, you have a lot of stuff going on. So EliteImageMakeovers.com. <laughs> and you know what I think is so great, Kim, is it really feels, I feel your energy, and it feels to me like you are having fun. And what Aww. better way to be able to make a living doing what you love, helping others find their passion, their purpose, and their possibilities. Thank you so much. And I am having fun. And there, for me, it, this is such a gift to be able to transform other lives like I did on my own. And like I said in the beginning, they, they, this adversity that I went through was for a reason and it was a gift. And my life is better off for it. And I'm able to help others because of it. And we never know where our gifts are going to come from. And sometimes we just have to walk through the shadows until we see the sunshine. Mm. So, Kimberly, thank you so much for coming uh, here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Again, listeners, please go to EliteImageMakeovers.com. And don't forget those three C's that she's talking about when it comes to your clothing, the cuts, the color, And do you feel confidence? Because her goal is to help you be attractive, feel attractive, gain charisma, and be comfortable in your own skin so that you can be confident in who you are as a person because you are all stars. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Gosh, this went by so fast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Thanks again, and just keep enjoying your life. And, uh, you know, keep helping people find love in all the right places and to be the stars that they were meant to be because confidence really is everything. When we feel confidence yeah. in ourselves, then we, we, we do become happy and our lives become better. And then it rubs off on other people, right? It's like Absolutely. pass it forward. Absolutely. Pass it forward. Well, thank you, Kimberly Seltzer, EliteImageMakeovers.com. We will talk again soon, Kimberly. Thanks for being with us. Don't you go away. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have just a few more minutes on uh, the show, and we'll be right back. Stay with me. Be the star you are. 
Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556, bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. So, isn't isn't it fun talking with Kimberly? I just love it when I'm working with fellow actors and make up uh, makeover coaches because they really, you know, know their stuff. So I just am going to make, I only have a few minutes for the end of the show, but this was so intriguing to me about ladybugs. And, you know, you probably have heard that that nursery rhyme, ladybug, ladybug, fly away home, your house is on fire and your children will burn. And if you're like me when you were a child, that nursery rhyme kind of was one of your favorites. But you couldn't imagine how a tiny red beetle with black dots on their back swooping in, you know, like a gray eagle to rescue their babies, how their house would be on fire. I mean, I never quite understood it. So um, now as an adult, I obviously don't want ladybugs to fly away because I know that they will keep the aphids away if they're in my garden. Well, something recently happened and it was so interesting. Um, that was my daughter called me because she said that her yard, she was getting her yard ready for a big party and she, when she went to cut down some wild barley and weeds that were in the field, all of a sudden she saw the stuff moving and she got down on her haunches and she looked and she was like, what are these? And then she saw some ladybugs and what she realized is she was seeing the life cycle of ladybugs. She asked me to come and confirm it and check it out and she didn't want to disturb them anymore. So my first question was, well, we're the aphids because that's the food that ladybugs have to eat. Well, at first I couldn't see anything either, but then I got down on the ground, kind of like if I was a spider, So I, or I couldn't be that small, but, you know, as small as I could get. And I was looking and it was absolutely mesmerizing because there were eggs, larvae, pupa, and the youngster forms, so which are like the teenagers. Various stems were hatching at different times. There were yellow eggs hanging next to the larvae that resembled a caterpillar alligator. And then the next stage, which is the pupa, was orange and black dots. And then the juveniles were an orange-yellow without black dots. And then adults could be seen on the same stem. So the field was absolutely alive with birthing uh, ladybugs. Now, nearby, there were oleanders that were cloaked with aphids. 
And that's what, of course, they were eating. So what I learned is that ladybugs have these four stages. And it begins with the female laying a dozen to 50 eggs after mating. And they lay these on a plant that's rich with food. And although we call them ladybugs, there are both female and lady beetles. So they have other names, lady beetles, lady birds. And in one season, a female will produce a thousand or more eggs, which may become a meal for the larva. And then the black and spotted larva emerge from the eggs in about four days. They feed voraciously on aphids, insect eggs, mites, other bugs. And again, they look like little alligators, um, but they're caterpillars. And that pupal stage lasts for about 3 to 12 days. And then the adult beetles uh, metamorphose into ladybugs that we recognize. So when the temperatures drop below 55 degrees, ladybugs hibernate for up to nine months because they don't uh, can't survive the cold otherwise. And then once the weather warms, these dynamos begin their feeding frenzy. And once again, until their lifespan Uh, is over, which is about one year. So if you have aphids in your garden, you have a prime habitat for ladybugs. So get up, get close, look under the leaves, watch that fascinating cycle of one of our favorite garden friends. And don't fret when the lady beetles fly away because it means that your landscaping is now free of aphids. It's not on fire. Well, thank you so much for joining our Power Party Today, it's always a pleasure to have you with me every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific right here live on the Voice American Network. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about me, Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. And to make a donation to the charity Be The Star You Are, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Don't forget to buy tickets to the A's versus Angels game. It is just a few days left to do that. And you can also get raffle tickets. If you can't uh, come to this game, you may win the raffle, only $5. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. Also, consider picking up a copy of my book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, at CynthiaBryan.com. You are the greatest. You are the coolest. Just be you because you can get what you want out of life. And until we celebrate next week, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And most of all, be confident and be courageous. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.